everybody. What's up? What's good? I'm Amari Daniel, and you're listening to Safety Meeting Food Podcast. We back with another one, y'all. <laughs> if you can't tell, I'm feeling real nice right now, and that's all thanks to uh, the cocktail of the day. Now, let me just start off and say I'm pretty sure I have been calling it the cocktail of the week, and I get it, right? Like, this podcast comes on on a weekly basis, but this is the cocktail of the day. So I'm so sorry that we're having to rebrand right quick. I mean, maybe maybe I wouldn't call it rebranding, right? I would call it uh, change, growth, and perhaps even evolution. And that's really the word of the day in regards to this cocktail, okay? Because it has evolved since the last time I made it. And, and so that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about Tijuana Brass. It's a cocktail that was put together by the great people over at Shaker and Spoon. And you and I are going to sit down and have a nice little chit chat about it. So I'm going to give you the specs right quick um, so that you can go ahead and make it because it's real simple to put together. And I think if we're both sipping on one, you will understand what I'm going to be describing. And also, I just want you to feel good like I do. I think we should all feel great. It's an amazing day. And if it's not, I hope your day is about to turn around. So this cocktail has two and a half ounces of your preferred tequila añejo, half an ounce of cinnamon demerara syrup, which we can talk about in a minute, um, one dash of aromatic bitters medley, one spritz of orange oil. So... Besides that, it comes with a can of coconut water. And again, if you didn't hear me talk about this in the previous episode, um, they wanted you to turn the coconut water into ice, right? So you were supposed to take it, put it in a, you know, your mold, your ice mold, ice tray. And essentially, this cocktail is an old fashioned. If, if you heard the specs and you thought to yourself, wait a minute, what am I actually getting here? Well, you're getting a tequila old fashioned. And I, I personally liked, like to taste riffs on the classics. And I had never thought about tequila in this capacity, really, because, um, you know, if you're, if you're drinking tequila in other settings, it's just you don't think to sip on it. You don't think to take your time with it. And that is what this drink is supposed to, to evoke. It's supposed to evoke a, a sense of stillness, you know, just kind of sit back and unwind as this drink... Um, reveals itself with each set, right? Okay. So let's get into it here. I I I realize that you might not have your own cinnamon demerara syrup. And I mean, I don't know how they made theirs per se, but you can make yours pretty identically, I would imagine, to any other simple syrup. You're going to need demerara syrup to start with, obviously, and you're going to need cinnamon. Now, I'm again, there's probably other things, but if you're making this at home, I don't see why you can't make a combination yourself. Um, and if you don't know what demerara, sir, uh, excuse me, <laughs> demerara syrup or sugar, for that matter, is, um, it's a raw sugar that's extracted from sugar cane. So it's kind of those bigger crystals of uh, sugar that you see. It's it's not quite the raw in the package that you see, um, but when you go to the store, you'll definitely see demerara. So grab pick pick that up. It's great for baking. Um, I've used it in brownies before. And it, it really adds kind of like a, a darker, kind of like a molassesy quality to whatever you're putting in there. Um, or I guess whatever you're putting 
my goodness <laughs> the cocktail is kicking in y'all i hope you made yours okay because mine is already kicking i haven't had that many sips so i don't know what's happening but actually i do know what's happening and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna discuss what's happening what's happening in my humble opinion is the two and a half ounces of the tequila añejo so i used don julio and before i start talking about the don julio itself i just want to talk to you a little bit about tequila añejo in general um, if you don't know, tequila generally comes in about three varieties. There are five, right? There's Blanco, Reposado, Añejo, and the other two that don't commonly get talked about is Joven and Extra Añejo. And what it really is, is, is an aging process. So your Blanco and your Joven are going to be your younger um, tequilas and your añejo and extra añejo obviously is going to be your older ones um so apparently based off of mexican law tequila can only be produced in five states within mexico and those five states are going to be guanajuato jalisco michoacán nayarit and tamalipas and yes, I did practice all of that before I got here because I did not want to butcher it like I did the French in the last episode, okay? I just wanted to be fully prepared. Now, I do speak some Spanish, which is why that just came a little bit more natural. But we're going to catch up. These other languages, I'm going to tackle those so that I can inform y'all and that you can practice saying them too. Um, <laughs> so other than those five states, you also have to have a minimum of 51% agave. Um, in your tequila in order for it to be uh, produced now a lot of a lot of critics or a lot of people who are aficionados of tequila would argue that a hundred percent agave is best and as we know a hundred percent of something is better is way way better than twenty uh, percent you know so the more the the better the, the richer the quality of the tequila it will be so now, with Añejo specifically, Añejo has got to spend about one to three, one to four years aging in oak barrels, right? So now the oak barrels is what gives it its amber hues. And of course, the longer it's in those oak barrels, the darker, the richer those browns and burgundies will be. And naturally, because they're in oak barrels, there's going to be honey and vanilla notes in your tequila. Now, picture this. You've got your tequila, right? Let's say it's it's 100% agave. So you're getting the sweetness from the agave. You're going to taste sweetness from your honey and vanilla. A nice little smoky quality from the oak barrels. It sounds like a good, good time. And clearly, if that amount of time is being put into... Uh, the crafting of this tequila, that lets you know that it's meant to be sipped on, right? You take your time with this. You don't just, it's not a shot, okay? You're not out at the club. This is not beauty bar, okay, where you say, give me a shot, ah, 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 and then you, you, know, you throw it back with your salt and your sugar. It's not that. Um, now, I imagine you could take a shot of Añejo, but it's, it's to imagine you're in a speakeasy, and you order an old fashioned, or you order a Sazerac, or you order a Manhattan. Those drinks do not come in shots. 
not typically. Uh, if you find a bar where they're throwing that in the shot, I mean, good on them. But those those cocktails, because they're so spirit heavy, they're meant to be sipped casually. You know, um, maybe you read a book. Maybe you're at home, you picked up a book, you made a cocktail, or you just got off work and you want to watch a movie and sip on a little something, or just you're outside on your patio. I'm giving. I want to paint this picture for you because that is the feelings that were evoked from this cocktail, right? Okay, let's move forward a little bit. So like I said, I use Don Julio. You can use whomever you like. If you wanna use a 512 or Jose, whoever, just make sure that you get a good quality tequila so that the drink is smoother and richer and velvetier, okay? It's just, it's just going to make for a better time. So the Don Julio Añejo version has been aged for 18 months. That's a year and a half. So now that's not, you know, you're not, it's, it's not going to be the same quality of, of one that has maybe been aged for the three years. But one and a half is still good, right? And they've been aged in white oak barrels. So what you're going to get if you ever just sip on the Don Julio itself. And I would suggest that before you make certain cocktails, not all, but I personally feel like if you're going to stir your cocktail, like if it's a stirred cocktail, that that you might want to try the liquor um, that's going in there first instead of just finding out after the drink is made, just so you can kind of understand what your palate will be experiencing. So I'm going to say right up front on the nose, you get citrus notes. Now I went and checked because you know, I I suffer from seasonal allergies. So frankly, my nostrils don't work the same as everyone else's. And so God bless you all um, <laughs> that have both noses, both nostrils, right? But um, I went and checked and they said that you should experience on the nose, you should smell some lime, some grapefruit, some mandarin citruses. Um, and then also you should you should expect some caramel notes. Now, I love caramel. And I didn't necessarily get caramel, but I got something that skewed closer to butterscotch. Now, you know, everybody's palate is different. Um, and again, since my nose is set up a little bit different, um, no wonder I smelled butterscotch versus caramel, but they're, they're identical, you know, so great flavors. Next, obviously you're gonna get your vanillas and your oak, right? And on the finish, what you should experience is something bright and lightly spiced. I did catch that it was lightly spiced and I was trying to figure out what spices it was. Was it cardamom? Was it uh, cinnamon? Was it, you know, some of those other richer spices that you will likely actually find in rum. So I'm not entirely sure and I'll have to, you know, continue to do my research a little deep dive on that. That's just what they, they gave, the information that they gave up front. So, okay, cool. So now we're here with the cocktail, right? So the cocktail, again, has your tequila, your syrup. Now, Shaker and Spoon has an aromatic bitters medley, okay, that they have put together. And if you're going to do this at home, you know, I probably just would go with some old-fashioned bitters or some Angostura aromatic bitters. And then the spritz of the orange oil. So for me... <laughs> 
I gotta get quiet with y'all for a second. For me, the orange oil, oh my gosh. Let me tell you something. Orange is a powerful thing. I don't, I actually was having a conversation recently, okay? And the orange, the fruit, you know, it doesn't really do it for me. <laughs> I'm gonna be frank with you. It, I, orange juice is cool. You know, throw it in a Bellini, you know what I'm saying? Throw it in a mimosa, something where other flavors are more prominent. Uh, I don't like my orange juice with pulp, and I don't like to just sit around and eat orange, the orange peels, or oranges. But I do like a blood orange. To me, that feels like it falls just outside of the category of orange. It doesn't, but it does to me. The richness that you get from it. I made a... a a blood orange gastrique, not too, well, actually, maybe about a year ago. And I thought it was so good. It complimented the salmon and the asparagus. It was a, a crudo that I put it on top of. Oh, my goodness, great. So we're getting a little sidetracked. So listen, orange is not what I naturally gravitate towards. But this orange oil that you spritz over the top, like, just imagine you pull your drink to your face, and that's the first thing you get is a nice, rich orange smell. It's, to me, it's better than lemon, I would say. I would say that the, that it was better than the smell of lemon hitting you. Now, lemon is great in its own ways. And if you, if it's like a spiced lemon or Meyer lemon or just some other type of, you know, what it depends on your cocktail, it probably works best. But for a drink that you sip on, this orange oil was uncomfortable. So, mm. I'm smelling the cocktail uh, here in front of me. So the orange is what you get first. And then next, oh, man, that the tequila. The tequila is coming through. And it's not the oak that I'm smelling. I would say that the, the citrus notes that are in the tequila are actually, I would say, playing really well, surprisingly, with the coconut ice cube. So, okay, last week... I made this drink according to the card. And in the instructions, they suggested that you stir your cocktail with regular ice. Now, I felt like, okay, cool. I stirred it with the ice, and then I added my ice cube. And it took the drink some time. You know, it took the cube some time once I added that for the drink to kind of marry and mesh together so what I thought I would do no one asked me to do this you know and I see why now but I thought instead of stirring the cocktail with regular ice I would use the cube of coconut water so this time instead of just regular um, crushed ice I used or regular rock ice I just used the, the cube of coconut water and it does change it definitely changes the quality of the drink um, because what I'm tasting here is the coconut water interacting uh, specifically with the tequila. Obviously, the you know, it's water, right? So in an old-fashioned, you'd use a sugar cube and maybe a little splash of water just to kind of break that up, emulsify that. Well, you're not emulsifying it, but you're breaking it down. Um, and to, to add a little bit of desired sweetness to your cocktail, right? So this is quite a bit more water because it is it is water but it's coconut so it's slightly sweetened um but as you all know <laughs> coconut water has a very distinct flavor and 
you know, a lot of people don't like it for a very good reason. Sometimes it's a little too, sometimes it's a little too salty. And then my favorite is, is like young coconut water. Um, it's sweeter and I feel like it plays better. Um, but like I said, this doesn't really interact with this, the syrup that's already in there. So the, it's not really like, I don't feel like it's covering up the taste of the cinnamon syrup essentially. But I do think it is able to stand out on its own. Now, before when I made this, I was able to get through most of the cocktail sipping, of course, and not notice the coconut water. But because I involved it in the dilution process right up front, from from honestly from this first to last sip, I'm not done yet, but I, I suspect that the coconut presence will be much stronger. So now I don't know if I necessarily would do this again in that order. Um, I felt like the coconut water cube was appreciated more on the backside of the drink, not up front and throughout. You know, does that make sense? I think I think that this is a great cocktail. And um, if I were looking for a variation on an old fashioned, I would keep this in my back pocket. Now I do have others, and there's actually one that involves uh, involves rosemary and maple syrup, and I prefer that one much better. But if I were trying to deviate just a little bit and and slow down, because I I think old fashions require you to slow down, but I think this tequila version requires you to slow down in a in a completely different way, and I don't know how to fully articulate that. But you really have to take your time with this drink. There's more, you know, I, I've described cinnamon and citrus notes and coconut water and orange, right? Which is more citrus. But I keep looking at my glass. <laughs> That's where the pauses are coming from. I keep looking at the glass because I'm, it feels like a puzzle that keeps getting trickier and trickier as it goes to be honest with you. And an old fashioned feels very straightforward, generally. Um, and even when you're using, as I mentioned, if you're using like a maple syrup and rosemary, you know what you're getting from those two things. So it's not necessarily as complex. Now, it still has depth because that was just not maybe what you were anticipating would go together. But this feels like it has a little bit more complexity. So I am enjoying this cocktail very much. And uh, definitely having to take my time because if I don't, <laughs> uh, you will be, you'll be taking a nap. Hmm? I'm going to say like that. You'll just be taking a nap very, very quickly. Um, but yeah, I, I hope that you all got a chance to make this drink either last week or this week. And if you didn't, I make it, go ahead and make it. I think that, I think that, I think that you'll start to understand a little bit more about your preferences um, as you drink a, a, a cocktail like this, and you'll start to understand certain flavors and how they pair well together. So I definitely look forward to just sitting down and talking to y'all again about another cocktail. Now next week, I, I, I can't say what it's gonna be. I don't wanna tell you right now. So I wanna just keep you on your toes, but I think, I think you're gonna enjoy it just like I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Safety Meeting Food Podcast. I'm Amari Daniel, and I'll catch y'all next time. Bye.